0: This on your seats today, 18th of July. It was originally going to be a Jacobs join, but because the um, regulations, you know, the restrictions won't have been lifted by this date, uh, that's changed, and it's going to be now an indoor picnic. So, if everybody could bring their own food, that would be great. If you have any problems, you know, have a word. I'm sure we can sort something out. Um, say. Uh, I've forgotten now. <laughs> um, if anybody can meet at two o'clock the day before the uh, the lunch to set, help set the um, hall out, that would be great. And I need a, a couple more helpers to help with teas and coffees on the day. I've got a couple of names, but a couple more would be uh, really good. Um, if you could let me know if you're thinking of coming, if you haven't already, because I do need a kind of idea of numbers so that I uh, know how many tables to put out. Thank you.
1: Good, ev- good morning everyone and welcome to third worship and we welcome Nicky. just have a moment's prayer. Almighty God and Father, Help us to be still in your presence, that we may know ourselves to be your people and you to be our God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
2: Crash. Oh. Sorry, that's a lot louder than I expected it to be. <laughs> so I'm awake now, I don't know about the rest of you. Um, good morning and welcome. We are here today just to celebrate um, and come together, to celebrate our union through the love of Christ. Uh, that's, for me, why we come together on a Sunday. I don't know what your reason is, why you're here, and why you consistently give time and space to this thing that we call church and that's something that we're going to have a little think about today. Why are you here? What's your motivation? What's the purpose? What's the point? They're the things to think about today. Um, We come to celebrate, we come to be thankful, we come to confess, we come to renew, we come to refuel and we come most importantly to get back out there and spread the love of Christ with whoever we meet. Let's pray, or let's sing, sorry. Um, Let's pray, sorry, yeah, and then we'll sing. So let's pray. Dear God, we come here today seeking you, open to hearing what it is you have to say. Sometimes these things are not comfortable, but we rest assured, and don't run from that discomfort, knowing that we are loved by you we are your children and we cannot lose your favour we hold this truth it gives us courage and helps us to stand just a little bit straighter so Lord we come we invite you to come and cock with us and spend time with us today Amen number 545 be thou my vision.
1: Although we can't all sing together, um, if you want to stand up, if you want to do anything you want to. can't hear me. Is it not switched on? Oh dear. I'll have to shout. (laughs) It was working before. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, be all else but naught to me, save that thou art. together. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Father, we come to you this morning knowing that you are our vision. We come to you to praise you and to worship you for all that you are all that you do and all that we know that you're going to do in the future. Father God, we look around at creation. We see the beauty. We see the majesty. We see the power. And we know that we can attribute all this to you. Father, we look at creation and we see the tiny little insects, the flowers, the intricacies of everything, and we see your beauty and your care. Lord, we come with thankful hearts for all that you do in our lives, for our families and our friends. The fact that we've got a roof over our heads, the fact that we're well enough to come this morning to worship together, we praise you and we thank you. Most of all, Lord, we thank you for giving us your son in Jesus that he came to this earth to show us what love is. He came to break down barriers, barriers between people and barriers between us and God. And we're so grateful, Lord, that you came and you showed us a new way you showed us how to live and you showed us what loving is really like so we praise you Lord for all these things and as we worship you this morning may we know in our hearts your love deep down filling our lives come Holy Spirit blow within us And move us to worship and to praise and to learn and to be your people. In Jesus' name
2: we pray. Amen. Amen. Tony's going to read for us now from Mark. And he's sidling up now.
3: The Gospel reading is written in Mark's Gospel, chapter 4, and reading verses 35 to 41. The passage is entitled, Jesus Calms the Storm. That day, when evening came, he said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him.
2: Thanks, Tony. Okay, so here's the story we're all familiar with: um, the storm on the boat. And what I found really interesting about this is um, the disciples' reaction. Uh, are the disciples? Uh, we can do a show of hands, obviously, because if you say it, and I won't know, um, or if you smile, I won't even see. So, um, so by show of hands, do you think? The disciples are people that we should have some reverence and awe for, you know, they're the governors or whatever. So, show I'm not doing a show of hands, obviously, because I'm not giving away my opinion yet. So, do we think that they, the apostles, Jesus's posse, the dudes that run around getting all the miracles and all the information, deserve to have a higher status um, to, I don't know, anybody else in the Bible? And go on with a universal no on that one. Yeah? We're in agreement. Okay, so that's fine. Um, I find it really funny, because I grew up, obviously, in Catholic Ireland, so we'll find a hierarchy in anything. We even make them up, do you know what I mean? Um, and so so for me, when I was growing up, it was St. Paul, you know, and um, so they were elevated in some way or other. And... This is before, obviously, I could read or even read the Bible. And um, I found it really interesting because when I was reading the stories, I was like, these lads are as thick as champ. They really are. You look at the things they do, and always, always, something happens in the Bible, right? Something happens. Uh, Jesus does something. da 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 Something happens, right? And the disciples go, what? Well, What's all that about? Now, these are the people that are with Jesus all the time, not just in the stories. They're in the time when he's like, you know, when they're going from town X to town Y. If I do read Bible geography, I'm going to embarrass myself. But let's say they're going from Bethlehem to Galilee. I've no idea how far that is, and I don't even know if they'd make that journey. But, right, let's say they're going that way. <clears throat> all the bits in the Bible that we don't hear about, um, where they slept, um how long it took them to get from point A to point B, how many times they stopped, what kind of food they had. We don't know any of that stuff. But the disciples did. They were there all the time, right? Jesus does something, <clears throat> and they go, do you want it now? I don't. I don't be getting that. And I think because of the stuff that I've been taught in the time that I was around, this, um, I'm going to say, false reverence for these guys, we've missed the humanity in the story, we've missed God's care and compassion for the people. We've missed that because we're like, Oh, they're super holy, you know. And then we start doing this compare and despair thing. It's like, oh, I'm not as good as they are, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and yet, here we are with this story <clears throat> Jesus gets in the boat and says, Gets in and says to the lads, We'll get to the other side. Now, the storm builds up it's pretty bad you have to understand that these guys are fishermen so they know when a storm's bad they're not like me if i was in a boat and was like "Ooh, hang on lads where's my life jacket do you know what i mean they're they, they're like oh no it's properly you know swinging off the edges and all of that kind of thing so you, so it is bad not denying the badness of the storm and particularly with their experience they wouldn't say lightly it's bad but they forgot what Jesus said. Their trust wasn't in the truth that Jesus spoke to them. They lost it. They were running around. You can imagine it like a Muppet show. La, 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 it's going to go over. you know, Bumping into each other and all this. Like, we're going to die. I can just imagine the chaos melee that they were going through. And there's Jesus having a little sleep down the back of the, back of the boat. And I have no doubt. There was somebody there and went, would you look at the shape of him having the snooze? Like, what is that about? Um, and like, does he not realize? Do you know what I mean? You know there was someone there. Probably Peter. Probably. Um, who was just like, would you look at the courtyard man? Uh, he's like, not a care in the world. And they still didn't get it. And they woke him up and asked him to do it. And this is what he says to them. Have you still no faith? Have you still not got it? And this is the reason I think he's saying that. They were falling back into their Jewish history, their Jewish tradition, their Jewish culture, okay? Jesus is very much doing something radically different, and they haven't got it yet. So much so, we know that they don't get it, um, that they're blind to it, if you like, um, up until after Jesus has died, in actual fact, after he is resurrected, then they kind of go, oh, we get it now. You can see, you can literally see the penny dropping or Caesar's scent or something, whatever. You can see it dropping, right? Um, but there's always these little moments of revelation in the story. Oh, yeah, right. But you don't fully, fully get it until a lot later on. Now, these, all these things that I'm saying to you is by way of encouragement. We sit in a place where we feel inadequate. We compare and despair all the time. We do this holiness game, which is, well, rubbish really, because that's not what God's about. And we do it in a way that disables us or takes us away from doing the thing that we've been asked to do, which is to live the example of Christ on earth. Love one another as you are loved. Figure out how to love yourself Love other people. That's what we've been asked to do in the practical and in our spiritual self to love God with everything that we have. Now, none of that's easy. None of that's easy, and that's I think a life trip to do. But this is the thing: Jesus is always there. He didn't give out to him. He says, "Have you you forgotten? You've, you've lost it again. Come back to where we were. We said we'd get to the other side. I've got this." is what he's saying to them. So here we are, with all the lads in the boat <clears throat> going frantic. And Jesus goes, shh, I got it, I got it, be still, I got it. And I just think that's a really, really beautiful picture. And I think it's one that we flish over because it's a Sunday school story. <laughs> These Jewish men who are following a rabbi, who are looking for status, who are looking for political change... Um, who are looking to overthrow the oppressor, which is the the, um, Roman ruler, who are desperate to get out from under the the uselessness of their government. Excuse me, I keep um, doing that. The uselessness of their government, and they want to have a life with purpose. They want to get outside of the institution of religion as well and say, no, actually, we've lost our way and we need to get our feet on the floor again. We've missed the point of what we're about. We've gotten into the hierarchy, the show of it all. And that, he says, is not acceptable. That's what Jesus is like. No, 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 lads. Have you forgotten what we're about here? We're about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. um, As we sang in the Be There My Vision, vision, um, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit is very different to the Jewish teaching of God's over there in that special box. So let's be still and let's listen and let's be really, really honest with ourselves as we pray, sing, listen to this song um, and use the words to just allow God to speak to you in whatever way it is that he needs to listen and hear you.
3: The second reading is from the sixth chapter of 2 Corinthians, reading verses 1 to 13. As God's fellow workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain, for he says, in the time of my favour, I heard you and in the day of salvation I helped you. I tell you now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. We put no stumbling block in anyone's path so that our ministry will not be discredited. Rather, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way in great endurance, in troubles, hardships, and distresses, in beatings, imprisonments, and riots, in hard work, sleepless nights, and hunger, in purity, understanding, Patience and kindness, in the Holy Spirit and in sincere love, in truthful speech and in the power of God, with weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left, through glory and dishonor, bad report and good report, genuine. Yet regarded as imposters. Known, yet regarded as unknown. Dying, and yet we live on. Beaten, and yet not killed. Sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. Poor, yet making many rich. Having nothing, and yet possessing everything. We have spoken freely to you, Corinthians, and open wide our hearts to you. We are not rehold, withholding our affection from you, but you are withholding yours from us. As a fair exchange, I speak as, as to my children. Open wide your hearts also. Amen.
2: Thanks again, Tony. So that's a meaty portion of Scripture. Sorry, I'm going to stand a so um That's a meaty portion of Scripture. And uh, I don't know, how many of you heard lots of negative stuff in there? Yeah, it's quite harsh. Um, it quite a, it's quite hard, the, the terminology in it. Um, and it's, it's interesting that this is what we're called to. Um Now, no one's asking you to be imprisoned for your faith. And the likelihood of that happening, particularly in this country, is very slim. So, you know, there are things in there that we can go, Phew, glad I don't live in that place. Um, But there is a definite call on us to live out our faith. Now, it is different for Everyone. There are different skills and abilities. There's different interests and attractions, whatever those things are. But there is a definite, clear uh, call on us to share the love of Christ with one another and with those around us outside. Because that is bearing witness to the faith that you own inside yourself. This is an interesting thing in James. It says, The truth of your heart is revealed by your tongue. Which means... The things that we say, those comments that we throw away, those flippant racist racist remarks that we make or um, condescending comments about children or women or whatever, those things are a truth of your heart. So heed that. Listen to that. Because that's what was revealed with the disciples in that boat. When I was going to say rubber hit the road. When the boat hit the water um they flaked they lost it the truth of where they were in relationship with understanding where christ is and what christ was doing true jesus was revealed because they were slipping in to their traditional behaviors and understanding they were elevating themselves as the disciples of this rabbi which was a real status symbol I don't know if you know that um, in the time that they were in we need to be very aware of that our churches are dwindling because we're not sharing it with one another we're not sharing it around enough talking about who we are sharing the fact that let's say for instance we find ourselves having a conversation with the postie which I did this week um, and we ended up having this massive conversation about South Africa and all that, because he was from South Africa. Anyway, we had this massive conversation. But in that conversation, we talked about God as well. Because I was like, I was over there doing missionary work, rah, ra ra! managed to get that into the conversation. Somebody that you meet and you have a conversation with them, could be in the bus stop, uh, could be in the schoolyard, could be with your... Grandchildren, it could be anything. When do you take the opportunity to share your faith with them? And I'm not talking about whacking them with a um, what you call them things, leaflet things. I can't. It was tract, tract. That was the word. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just saying like, I was praying for you the other day, or you were on my mind and I had a prayer for you, or um, let's pray about that. You know, someone's bearing their stole about something, concern about money, a concern about health, I don't know. Do you ever say to them, let's pray about that? And do you ever go back to them and go, how did that turn out? That's faith in action. You don't need to be doing this thing, you don't need to be taking up my role. But bearing witness is simply that. We have um, in Bamber Bridge very small youth ministry. And it's because we don't have volunteers. We don't have people to come alongside those young people and say, do you know what, you agree? God absolutely loves you and you have a place in this story. Um, we don't have people doing that. And that ministry is going to dwindle out. We have a bunch of young people that we have met with over throughout uh, covid These are community young people um, and they're getting to the age where they're growing out of our youth group, Uh, this little children's group it is, because they're going to be youth next. But there's nowhere for them to go. I don't have a co-worker. I cannot work alone. And I don't have a co-worker to stand alongside me to allow us to do that, to minister to them. That's a crying shame. That's something we need to confess and be honest about. Sorry. I care. (laughs) These people don't have any connection with church aside from the little that they get through school. But they don't see it every day outside of school. They see it from the people that are paid to give it to them. It's important. It's important. There's other things that need to be done. That's not just children's and family stuff. But obviously that's my... That's my baby. Um, Your ministry is whatever it is that God's calling you to. So go and do it. And I know He's calling you because He's never not. He's always there asking. It's about finding the thing that you can do with the skills and abilities that you have. And God said, or Jesus said, I've got this. We will get to the other side. So where's our trust? Lord, we confess that there are times when we put obstacles in our own way, never mind anybody else. We say we can't because we're busy. We say we can't because, because, because. Lord, you can do anything. And you asked us to join in this dance with you. To share our understanding of you maybe for some of us it's getting back on our knees and rekindling our relationship with you maybe that's what we need to do maybe it's just we need a little bit of confidence to see a thing true maybe we just need to stop comparing and despairing and trusting that you will get us to the other side for our weakness for our unwillingness to share our fate our fear that takes a hold of us and robs us of sharing your love with other people Lord we are sorry we are sorry and we pray for those people around us that we care for our families who are struggling and trying just to walk daily. Lord, we pray that your light is shone in their lives. Open our eyes to the opportunities to share your love with them, to speak boldly of our relationship with you. Not seeking anything in return, just to share it, because that's what we lean on. Lord we pray for our neighborhoods for the people that are coming in and out of COVID and trying to figure out where they are in the midst of all of that for whatever their reason help us to have compassion, to show kindness just a smile will make a huge difference help us to stay mindful of this for our nation our government Oh, Lord, whatever your opinion is on that, um, we chose them and we put them there. Lord, help us to have someone decent to choose, to get behind someone that is authentic and honourable. It's a big ask, but you can do anything. And we pray for those people to come up in local government, county and national government bodies. Lord, we pray for the state of the nation and we pray that your spirit will run right and that you will have your way. Because this is your kingdom. This is your time. We are your people. Shine brightly. Amen. Let's pray sing together. Number 78, it says, Give thanks with a grateful heart. Thank mm-hmm. you. forth my friends don't worry about looking as dumb as champ the disciples did and they came out all right at the end let's go forth and share the love of Christ with whomever we meet let us shine brightly in the world around us let us be the change that we want to see here in this world speak kindness that doesn't mean that we're doormats and it doesn't mean we allow rudeness but speak kindness and love to the world around you. That is all that we've been asked to do. So go forth to shine brightly, brothers and sisters. Amen.